There lived a boy from nowhere. Tom! Tom! Tom Jones? And a girl from the other side of the world. Sophie! <laughs> Mr. Jones. I see you admire the view. I love Miss Weston. You love him, but you can't have him. That was from Tom Jones. On this episode of Why Watch That. Why Watch That's on a quest to help you find the movies and TV shows you'll love. Buckle in. When baby Tom's mom unexpectedly left him, hidden in the bed of Squire Allworthy, played by James Fleet, and refused to name his father, the wealthy and generous Squire took him in and raised him. But when Tom, now played by Sally McLeod, grows up, he questions his station in life. Can a man ever be a gentleman who doesn't know who his father is? Well, here's the response he receives from his adopted Aunt Bridget, played by Felicity Montague. Mr. Allworthy proved himself as good as any father. Your mother did you a favor when she left you in his care. And Tom's not the only one whose life started in challenging circumstances. Sophia, or Sophie, lost her father miles away from England when she was little. So she had to travel the ocean to be raised by Squire Western, her wealthy and doting granddad, played by Alan Armstrong. And after living with her unyielding great-aunt Western, played by Shirley Henderson, who watched her grow into a gentle lady in all ways. She comes back to her granddad's estate, which brings her back into Tom's orbit. My lovely girl! I've come to look after my grandfather, not chase after young fellows. Quite true, especially since that young fellow has grown up to be quite the ladies' man. Even still, he has a good heart and intentions, but his adopted cousin William, played by James Wilbraham, who will inherit the all-worthy estate and who's always had it out for him, begs to differ. Will a young man addicted to vice be capable of recognizing the right thing? Where is Mr. Jones? Miss Weston. And that does it. After Sophie and Tom meet again as young adults, they fall in love and want to get married. But Granddad Western has other plans. I do not consent to this match. Enough, you silly girl. You don't want to be giving your heart to a bad boy. He doesn't seem at all bad to me. He doesn't look at me as though I'm some kind of exotic flower. And that explains it. As Sophie says to her lady's maid, Honor Newton, played by Pearl Mackey, while Tom might have a reputation, he hasn't really earned it, has he? Plus, while he's penniless, he doesn't care a whit about her exotic origins. But both of them have a lot to learn about the world they live in. Of course, duty is important, but so is love. <laughs> Where is it? Don't tell me there's nobody here. You can see I am all alone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, darn it. And with that... Tom and Sophie will discover that everyone's connected in unexpected ways. And over time, miscommunication after miscommunication will lead to complication after complication, goaded on in part by two of Sophie's other family members, Aunt Harriet, played by Tamsin Merchant, and Lady Belliston, played by Hannah Waddingham, whom Sophie will come to find has an ulterior motive in steering her away from Tom, will love conquer all. She shall be wed this very week into her own class. Don't you want me to be happy? I want you to be rich and safe. I have no money, no standing. All I have ever had to offer you is my love. 
Fearfully romantic, though. You and me and the world before us. I cannot live in it without you. Tom Jones. Yeah. Before you dive in, I forgot to say that Sophie is played by Sophie Wilde. I got to put that in there. That's because it's the same name. <laughs> but Sophie is like playing every Sophie. If you have a Sophie character, get Sophie Wilde. Because remember the portable door? She was Sophie in the portable door, too. You get him, Sophie. Hilarious. Sophie, if your character's name is Sophie, all you other actors, forget it. Sophie Wilde is going to play it. I like <laughs> Sophie, though. I'm glad that she's working. But go ahead, producer. Your thoughts on Tom Jones, what you just saw in that plot summary. You know, it's a, it's not my speed energetically. It's a little sappy, right? But I do like the... Um... It's not sappy. Okay, well, that's good. It I will say the that. end kind of has kind of sappy feel. Um, but yeah, that, like, yes. Mm, well, I mean, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. there um, is a romance going on here. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is like, a, it's a romantic comedy. Mm, it's more like... It. Yeah. Mm, okay. The mm-hmm. story... I, I respect, I'm always, you know, I like the rebellion from tradition theme. That's always really cool. Like, you know, am I going to do this because, you know, I'm expected to versus go after my heart. I like the concept behind it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to watch it. I don't think I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's just four parts. Um, here in the States, if you're a PBS passport member. Mm-hmm. which is like $5 a month, $60 a year. It's all available. So I've seen all of them. I finished mm-hmm. it. Um, otherwise, it's airing week to week. Um, from the beginning, it was brisk. I mm-hmm. thought the first episode was a success. I was like, wow, we're moving this along. This is what I like. Let's just get through the story. Let's set up the parts. You know, you see them as kids. You see them as uh, older All of that's good. They set up the family dynamics. What's going on with Tom? What happened with his mom? Leaving him in the squire's bed. All of that set up. And then you have his adopted cousin, William, who hates him. And you see that develop. You see the first time he and and Sophie meet as kids. Great. Now, is it that great throughout all four parts? is not quite as good at the first episode when you keep moving, but I did finish it. And I think that if you're a fan of masterpiece adaptations, it'll give you a tiny spark of joy, not a big one. It's a little, little one. That's what I would say. Now, if we go back to the novel by Henry Fielding, which the title actually is The History of Tom Jones, A Foundling. And that's from 1749. There are some differences. <laughs> Hello. There are some differences here. Uh, they change some of the relationships even. Like it's her grandfather instead of, you know, they just mix some stuff up. Also, they do add in uh, the racial aspects. So they don't shy away from that. It's not, you know, like this colorblind thing. They explain, which is not in the book. Because she's not black in the book. They explain how that came to be. So she's coming from Jamaica. That's why she had to travel, you know, across the world. Who was her mama? Like, all of that's in there. Her lady's maid. You know, 
she's got to deal with some stuff and she's in between all of these crazy people. She just wants to make sure she can eat. <laughs> she's like, uh, do you want to do that, miss? I don't know. I've heard some stuff. I don't know. So they don't shy away from that. If you're going to put it in there, you have to explain it. They do it. When it comes back to Tom and William, the two cousins, it reminded me of Pole Dark and War Leggin from Pole Dark. That's, it, it had those kinds of vibes, you know, where William is like War Leggin, hating Pole Dark. This time, William's hating Tom, wants to do everything to stop him. But the thing about Tom is he has nothing. He has no name. I mean, yes, he was adopted by the wealthy squire who is William's uncle. But okay. And William is resentful of Tom because everybody likes him, including his own mother. It's very upsetting. But he's going to inherit that estate. I'd be cool. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting my estate. Of course. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, Sophie likes you. Well, enjoy her. I'm going to enjoy all this land. And mm. I get somebody else. <laughs> But, you know, this is what happens. You know, his whole life he's been looking at Tom, who's seemed to be, you know, like the gleam in everybody's eye. How does that wind up in the end? Mm. And then you get those little aunts, those busybody aunts, Lady Bellas, mm. all of that. And then in the end, because you saw that little part in the uh, plot summary producer where he's in, you know, this woman's bedchamber. I won't tell you how that comes to be in another mm -hmm. man. Like, that's why I'm telling you it's not that sappy. Mm -hmm. For 1749, this is risque. Okay. So you have that, but why is he in this situation? Because the whole time, it's a bunch of misdirections. Like I said, miscommunication after miscommunication leads to complication after complication. Mm -hmm. Because they'll like be because they've been separated, let's say, in the story. I will tell you how that happens. They're looking for each other. They'll be right next door to each other, not know it. It's that kind of thing. Where you're like, oh my gosh, you're right there. And then he doesn't think he can get her, so he goes with other women. Mm. But if she finds out, she's going to be upset. I don't know why. <laughs> Y'all ain't engaged. Like, yeah, he loves you, but he thinks that you're gone. So that's the whole thing. Like, he is a busybody. But there was an interesting line the lady's maid says about that. She's like, now, how many women has he been with? It, it's kind of funny. I kind of like mm -hmm. that logic. Because I was like, yeah, actually, I mean, we're seeing all of this, but really, if we count mm -hmm. him up, is he that mm -hmm. bad? But anyway, all of that to say, they are having fun with this. Mm -hmm. So unlike a pole dark, which is a soapy romance, this is a bit lighter. Okay, it's a bit lighter. And the world is nasty, like a pole dark, unlike a Jane Austen. So that's another distinguishing trait. It's more worldly. Like Jane Austen, this stuff will be in the background. <laughs> like we know it would be happening. It might be referenced, but it won't be on the page necessarily. Here it's on the page. It's in front of you. And that way it kind of reminded me of Belgravia, which uh, was on Epics Now, MGM+, Plus. all these names from Julian Fellows, but Belgravia to me is, does this better. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So it's closer to a Belgravia if you like that. Tom Jones isn't quite as good as that. 
because Belgravia, I mean, look, if you want some nasty period piece stuff, you can't do it better than that. It was <clears throat> hilarious. So there you go with Tom Jones. I think overall it was good. It was good. It started off better, though, than it ended. And to end this review, at the end, because I didn't know Tom Jones' story, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, are y'all really doing this? No, they're not. So you'll know what I mean when you get to the final episode where you're like, what? Oh, hold on. I was like, there's no way. And then they do explain it all in the end. So I was glad because I was like, how in the world did this make its masterpiece? There's no way they would allow this to occur. <laughs> and that ends my review. So if I changed your mind with that, not that I'm selling it, mm-hmm. are you sticking with your stance of no? It's I'm a, I'm a little more open right now. Yeah. I mean, if you start in like the first episode, just know to me, it was not the best episode. Mm. If you make it to the end, you'll get a resolution. You'll get an explanation of everything. Okay. So the journey isn't bad. It's just, it started off higher than the remaining episodes, I think is my main criticism mm-hmm. with Tom Jones. But I like the cast and, you know, it was fine. I didn't mind it at all. Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at WhyWatchThat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going.